Hello everyone, you are listening to You've Got Five Options show with Marta and Anna. Join us while we are solving yet another life challenge. And if you decide to share your problem with us, yours can be next. Hello everyone, this is Marta, this is Anna, and this is Lesa. and this is You've Got Five Options, and this time I'm alone because apparently you both have decided to follow your heart and not to join me. Sorry. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> we never liked the common thing. Yeah, apparently I was the only one, but okay, fine. So this is You've Got Five Options with uh, Marta, Anna and Lasse. And today we are still solving Simon's challenge. Um, it it was uh, two really interesting episodes when we had a lot of discussions. So Simon, you are up for a treat because uh, not many of our anonymous friends are getting three episodes. But I guess uh, I see this uh, thing that, you know, when something is closer to our heart, then we definitely share. And this this is one of those challenges, I think. So uh, I think, uh, like always, I have to remind you, Simon, and also to other guys, that if you have missed part one and part two of this challenge, then you should definitely revisit our YouTube challenge. And you can do that by uh, going on YouTube and going on the search function in YouTube. Uh, typing in you've got five options and this is how you will find us and all of our archived episodes are there from the radio we also of course have a podcast because we are not from middle ages <coughs> where did that come so from? you can find our podcast on itunes or any other uh, app except of uh, google play because because Google Play is not wise enough to see our potential and they are not allowing podcasts from Denmark to be published there for some uh, mysterious reason. But we hope it will change soon. Yeah, that is so weird. <laughs> it is. I have to check it again because I think I check it three times already. And it's like you don't have a permission to, to do it due to some regulations in the country you are in. Something like this. Well, anyway... Uh, so now you know where to find the two previous episodes if you would like to get updated. But of course, Marta will read the challenge again. So you will get a refresher. Yes, here comes the challenge. I am a student living and studying abroad. I really love to travel and I have an opportunity to go for a student's exchange. But I have a good job and other responsibilities. I feel like it is an internal battle between my adventurous spirit and rational thinking. Previously, when I felt like doing something, I was just doing it. Now I am holding myself back and trying to make rational choices. I don't know if I should ensure financial and career stability now and travel later, or if now is the time to see the world and take care of the stability later. I am really trying to figure out how to find the balance between the logical thinking and the spirit of adventure. I guess my question here really is, what should you live by, stability or adventure? So, guys, I think it was a very simple question and we just like dragging it because obviously there is only one answer, adventure. I'm joking. Now, I think that we, we have mentioned here a couple of times that this is a very individual case for every single one of us. It's different. Everyone has a different longing for stability and adventure and it's not just so easy to 
answer this question. That's why this time we have proposed uh, Simon to make five exercises, questions that he should answer in his little notebook. And I hope that he has already a lot of notes and this will allow him to um, discover actually what's, what's at the bottom of this question, because as we can see, he is a person who likes adventure, he has an adventurous spirit, and yet something like I need to be more rational, I need to be more stable kicks in. So in order to get to the bottom uh, of it, uh, we have proposed to Simon to write down first what uh, stability, responsibility and rational thinking means to him, his own definitions, what he really truly seeks, what he understands by stability and to make sure that he will just mute the noise around him and not look at the parents or peer pressure and just realize why he is longing for that. The second question was about what does an adventure mean for him and how he would like to embody that spirit of adventure in his life. Does it has to be necessarily through traveling? And we had a nice discussion about adventure being a state of mind. Uh, so that would be a second thing we would like him to do. And then we were talking about the default regrets. And I have a feeling, guys, that I was trying to get something out of you. And maybe I wasn't totally clear. That's just my own sense of it. So I would just like to uh, wrap it up uh, that in the default regret question, what I meant was that, first of all, we people tend to have uh, some sort of a default regret or something like I wish I was more of this or that. And we actually managed all three of us to find that default regrets in us. They are not necessarily the present regrets that we have, but maybe something from the past. And I think that from those regrets, we can learn what we should change about ourselves. But what I meant here for you, Simon, is that if, for instance, your regret is for some reason, I'm just shooting in the darkness. I wish I was more responsible or I wish I was more uh, careful with financial stability. Then it might mean that this is from where your uh, dilemma comes from because you mentioned that by nature you are adventurous and now you start to consider changing that spirit in you. And if that's the case, I was also thinking that sometimes we just look for a very simple solutions. Okay, I need to be more responsible. So I just have to resign from my adventurer spirit. We don't really try to find other solutions to it. So Marta, for instance, you had your uh, recurring, let's say, a regret of I need to be more present in a moment. How, how are you working with this one? I turn the regret into, into a, a wish. wish. Mm -hmm. So it's more a wish of uh, that you can only cultivate by reminding yourself mm -hmm. and uh, practicing and learning how to be more present. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's a good example for uh, Simon's case. Not so bad example because now I will unveil what I meant. Because for instance, I was thinking about, you know, you mentioned that you like to plan things and you like to be prefer prepared for the future. And then you also uh, said that sometimes you wish you would be more present in a moment. And I'm not talking now about you, but I'm taking this as an example. And I'm thinking that sometimes people have this uh, overcorrection idea. Okay, so now I will really just focus on enjoying the present moment and I will not plan so much and then you can actually overboard on the other side because you know or you are forcing yourself just too much to enjoy the present moment I'm not again not talking about you so you actually start to overcorrect 
the, the, the wish you have to fulfill the wish that you want to have. For instance, Lasse said that you wished at one point that you could have been more spontaneous. And then yes. you think, okay, I need to be more spontaneous. And then you start to do a lot of spontaneous, impulsive things. And you might also overboard with that because you have to compensate for something that you think you were lacking or was your issue in the past. So here, for instance, what I mean for Simon, it could be I am an adventurous person. I love to travel, but yeah, I, I feel like or I had some consequences or I wish I was smarter with some financial responsibility or career. So now I have to shut down the adventurous side and be responsible and be focused on my career and so on. So that's the danger that sometimes I see people might fall into, you know, trying to overcorrect something and go on the other side. That's why I, I wanted Simon to uh, realize uh, if maybe in his case, being more stable doesn't necessarily mean that he has to resign from his adventurous side. Maybe it can be combined. And another thing is I always like to, but you know, it's, it's a difficult one because we never know how we are in five years. But I wanted to ask him like, you know, if you, would, if you could put yourself forward, five years forward and look back at this moment, what do you think you will regret more? Going on that Erasmus and losing your stability with, with job or actually staying there and, you know, I wish I, I went for, for that exchange or whatever. Mind dream time. Olé! But it, this is a tricky one because we change within time. But I think usually we have we have those regrets for the things that were. I don't know. What do you think? Because, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's well, I, what came to me when I was <clears throat> when I was listening to what you were mm. saying, what came to me is that it doesn't really matter what Simon chooses, mm -hmm. and I like this idea of uh, trying to make a vision of yourself in the future as a guiding star of where you should be going. But I actually think it's not necessarily the best idea to ask yourself, what do you think you would regret more? And that's only my internal mm -hmm. uh, reflection right now, because I think we cannot take a wrong decision. Because here is about a, a decision whether uh, Simon should go on that Erasmus Socrates or stay with the job that we have. What I believe is that you cannot take a wrong decision. And I think it makes no sense to regret something like that, because whatever he will choose, he will embark on a different journey and he will have an opportunity to learn a lot. So when it comes to regret, I would be more like try to live your life without regretting. Mm, yeah. If you find yourself regretting something, elicit the learning from it and change what you dislike, but don't put yourself into the future and try to think mm. what you will regret more. I don't think this is beneficial mm. for us. Mm -hmm. My personal inner opinion is because whatever he chooses, you never know how your life will go, right? So for example, I was thinking about myself at some point, I was deciding whether I should go for Erasmus Socrates or not. It was a very difficult decision for me. And my mom, she has, uh, she has convinced me to go, go girl, see the world and so on. At the beginning, when I just started, I was regretting that I did it. It was difficult. I didn't mm. like it. I uh, broke up with my boyfriend and so on. I had a lot of regrets at the beginning. From the perspective of time, I see as the best decision I could have ever made in my life. So it doesn't, ma it doesn't matter. And it's not a good thing for us to see, to try to think what we will be regretting more in five years. I don't see a big benefit of doing that. I see being now in this moment 
thinking, you know, like, what is it that I want the most? What is it that I should follow? What is it that my gut tells me? What is it that I feel? What is my stomach feeling telling me to do? That's how I feel internally. But that could be just my personal preference, my personal reflections and so on. That's just what came to me as I was listening to what you were trying to say. I totally love what you just said. I was hoping that you will say something like this. Um, I think that I was thinking actually when you were just saying uh, about your story, it's like I also, you know, came on the exchange totally by accident almost because there was they were not even taking people from uh, from the fourth year of studies because they were like too advanced it was the only semester when they actually allowed us to go and I was hesitating I went for it it changed my life you know and sometimes I, I didn't put a lot of thinking into it I think I just did it but sometimes we don't know how certain decisions will benefit us sometimes something that seems like a really bad thing at the moment, from a perspective of, ta of time, seems to be, my God, thank God this happened. Like, for instance, me not getting to a specific university that I wanted to go and going to another one. And then, you know, I ended up here and I have a life here. So it's like sometimes we don't know. And I think that this this is a really, really valid and really beautiful thing that you just said, Marta, because that's the truth. You know, it's like you never know what decision, where the decision will take you. And you should, I think the only uh, comment about regretting, yeah, just follow your own heart you know that's maybe the regret I could have not to follow my heart but I usually do that but uh, yeah I think everything happens for a reason in a way you know and we make decisions based on our current state of mind and development so there are no bad decisions they are only decisions that fit us for this specific period of time yeah and I totally love all these things that you have brought to regrets and you took it very deeply because you said Think about what is your uh, default regret so you can learn and see if that's not something that's holding you back, at least the information out of it. And then you took it even next level deeper. Make sure that that regret is not making you overcorrect. That's also a very important self-awareness level that you have brought here. So definitely looking at our regrets is a great learning. So uh, it's not to say that you should not look at the regrets. It's it's totally valid uh, point here. I just think that regret for decisions is a very bad thing to do uh, to ourselves. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think that if we have exactly this way of thinking as you presented, Marta, the regrets become our gifts. They are actually our lessons. And if we are able to just let go of, okay, I did something that maybe I think wasn't really the smartest thing or whatever, but now I know how to act, you know, because I learned from it. This can be a beautiful gift. So uh, thank you very much for that, Marta, really. And now we will talk about fears. And actually, I'm hoping Marta will also uh, help me here because she is quite knowledgeable about uh, fear topic, also about managing fears. Um, because this is actually more like a pros and cons type of an exercise. Because I was thinking after you make all this inner journey and you ask yourself all of those questions, maybe you already know what actually is that thing that you will do. So will you go for the program or will you stay here? But both of the things might actually uh, come with certain fears because 
probably that's why you cannot make a decision because you are afraid of making the wrong one. So uh, Simon, if you have your uh, notebook with all your notes that probably now are a book, I would like to recommend you to write down, you know, on a piece of paper, going for the exchange and staying in and having the stable job, divide it in two and try to write down what are you afraid of will happen that if you will take that specific decision? So, for instance, if I will go abroad, what are you afraid of? You know, like I'm afraid that I will lose the job I'm having or I'm afraid that I will not have money because I don't have that job and so on. I don't want to suggest you things. I'm just giving examples. And then on the other side, what are you afraid of if you will stay in? For instance, I'm afraid that I will miss on a great experience. I'm afraid that I will never have a chance like this again and so on so on, so on. So I think that noting down all your fears first and seeing what they are can actually help you better with figuring out the strategies on how to manage them. Definitely, yeah. And we have had several challenges before where fear was a great topic. So uh, we can uh, recommend uh, searching out for those uh, challenges. And one of the really good exercises we have been recommending before was looking into this worst case scenario. What's the worst thing that can happen? Well, first level is writing down what you are afraid of, because that brings your awareness and you can just by writing it down, realize how some of those fears are irrational and uh, how you don't want them to steer you. So already by writing down, you get a lot of information. Then the second thing is the worst case scenario. So what's the worst thing that can happen if you do one thing or if you do the other? And what's the solution? So that you know, you find out in this way, whoa, even if the worst thing happens, I know that I can deal with it. I know that I have a solution that I can f uh, go after or plan B, plan C, whatever. You might find several different solutions. So that is a really good exercise and a good comparison for yourself. Yeah, I agree. I think that we have used it first time. It was in our second podcast. It was our second challenge uh, where we were advising Maria. I remember the name. When she was about to make a decision, should she uh, move to uh, a country where her boyfriend is or should she uh, stay in or uh, convince him to come and join her or go for neutral country. And that was the first time we proposed this exercise. And I think we have quite a very good uh, description and discussion there. So guys, you definitely need to revisit episode two of our podcast. But I think, Marta, we used the fear. The fear topic is actually quite a recurring topic in, in our podcasts. Yeah, we've had quite a lot on fear at the beginning of this year as well, after our our life event. Mm -hmm. We had a fear in relation to uh, changing something related to career. I remember that we went quite deep into the fear topic as well. So maybe I don't know if this challenge will have a written version or not, or we can just make a post. Probably it will have a written version. I, I will I will I will work on it. Yeah. Yeah, so you can then include the relevant episodes or yeah. relevant written uh, solutions of the challenge to work with the fear more deeply. Because yeah. definitely there are several tools that we have described that can be used when it comes to managing fear. It depends, of course, how deep the fear is. Sometimes when it's oh, just a little bit of fear, uh, you can just manage by the rational writing down what you're afraid of and managing the worst case scenario. If it's a deeply rooted fear, you may need to go deeper with it. So we definitely have something here already to share. 
Yeah, definitely. And before we will go to the last exercise, which actually is a homework for Simon. Lasse, what do you think about this uh, tool with, you know, writing down your fear and coming out with the worst case scenario and then the solution to that worst case scenario? Do you do, Have you ever tried something like this? Uh, no, not exactly like that. But I think it's a good way maybe to put things into perspective and trying to see it from, you know, a broader view. What is the, I don't know, possible outcomes of my life, you know, mm-hmm. at this point? Try to structureize it, you know, put it into structure. And mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know, just writing it down, you know, also makes you think in a different way. I think in a more, I don't know, constructive way, you know. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, have- I think it's a very good way to try and, yeah, you know, think of the possible outcomes and what's the worst that could happen. And yeah, actually, I have to say that I have tried it not many times, but I did. Uh, Marta, for instance, she saw me a couple of times freaking out over things in many cases, things that were not real. And uh, I remember that writing it down, when mm. it's all in your head, it gets so much noise and yeah. all the, and it goes like, you know, like this kind of a snowfall effect. Like you, you get one thought and then another one chases it, another, and it looks like, oh my God, I'm in such a deep, you know, mess and everything mm. will go wrong and you are just building up the fear. Many times when you will just write down, it's not so scary anymore. You kind of cut those galloping thoughts of you know like uh, all the terrible things that will happen to you actually Marta I did that yesterday and it helped me because I had a situation but uh, we don't have time for this so it's uh, even writing it down I think it's a good way to uh, tame your fear, fear a little bit yeah there is something psychological about this so now we have a little bit of a homework and that is well Simon you know this is not maybe uh, necessarily only for now but also for later. As you have mentioned, you have an adventure spirit and you also seek stability. And stability in in your case was defined as a financial or job stability. And if that is the case, which you know by now because you made all of those wonderful exercises, I would like to propose you to try to find at least 20 to 25 different professions that are allowing you to get money, you know, so basically you are earning money, but they are, for instance, connected with some sort of an adventure or traveling. Because sometimes we have this very black and white view, either I am a stable person, in one workplace sitting doing something you know getting my roots in a country or or whatever or i am the globetrotter the traveler and i'm going around and seeing places but actually there are many professions where you can travel and work in the same time and that could be a solution for someone who needs a financial stability and a job but also wants to travel so uh, what do you think guys Uh, do you think it's a good homework for simon Definitely, it's a great and I think we have used it before in some of the challenges as well. But it's it's a really good because it's all about creativity. Everything here, even if you go for uh, seeking your adventurous spirit uh, right here, right now, it's all about creativity. And there we are living in the times where so many jobs can be done uh, from your computer. So definitely we are in great times uh, of connecting different professions uh, with uh, the spirit of traveling, with, uh, with the possibility of traveling. So a great exercise, definitely. Yeah, and of yes. course, you know, I have a couple of uh, examples. I can give you like two. We can all give like two. But guys, I found articles that are saying like top 30 
jobs for people who love to travel. So there is so many options. But the first thing that came to my head was somehow the flight attendant or a pilot. <laughs> well, but it's true, you know. And yeah. another thing, actually, uh, surprise, surprise, it was an exchange program. If we talk about projects or not, job, that is, you know, you still continue your study. It's not like you just left your school. You still continue your study, you add up to your CV, you have this experience. Uh, of course, you know, in Simon's case, he has this, uh, he has a job here. So that's one one thing. But uh, those were the two top things that came to my mind. Do you have any ideas? Well, uh, first of all, that's the question that Simon has. That's the proposal that he has to go yeah. for a student's exchange. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> I know. I know. So it's actually going for that opportunity or keeping yeah. the good job. Yes. And taking care of other responsibilities, of course. Mm-hmm, that's true. Uh, well, but um, yeah, but I still thought it's worth to mention even if he doesn't know if to choose it or not. But this is actually a type of education that combines like if we will just not think about Simon, but it combines actually, you know, traveling and still continue your studies. Other things I thought, you know, of course, you know, very typical journalist or a photographer or consultant, which is actually quite a corporate job many times. But consultants are traveling all over the world mm-hmm. and working on projects so there is plenty of ideas out there and also as Marta mentioned there is so many jobs now you can do remotely you know the it's every year it's it's more and more common that people work from different locations yes and I really like what you said about uh, so many job possibilities today and where you can work because most people can also do a lot of the work from the computer so really looking into you know you don't you don't have to give up on uh, the sense of stability whether that is you know, financial stability or yeah, stability from work, you can maybe look into other job possibilities. Is there a job I could actually have that I can combine when having this stability and also traveling, you know? So that's a really good point. Yeah, and I also uh, discussed this with you, Marta, at some point of time that not only, you know, we have this progress with uh, digitalization of our work that Mm -hmm. we can do it from computer, but there is so many new job ideas or positions that actually are now coming out like you are people start to merge things like you know you can become like a lifestyle advisor like a blogger uh, you know or uh, you can make a traveling blog and and you know get get things from that uh, you can combine uh, some sort of a um, private practice with consulting there is so many different w- you know that kind of hybrid jobs and i think that this will be also a a future you know for the workplace i think we will be more and more creative because i also see that people are trying to do more work that is fulfilling for them so they are trying to combine different things so simon i hope that you will take uh, one wonderful evening and do your research simply google you know jobs that can be done from everywhere or how to combine having a stable job and traveling and you will find a plenty of articles maybe you will even find a co- you know a job offers you know maybe they are looking for someone but it's mainly to spread your horizons not necessarily for this exact moment who knows, maybe even now, but for the future to understand that, you know, there are many possibilities. You don't have to trade your adventurous spirit for stability. I hope I made the point. Did I? Please tell me I did. Yes. Marta is nodding. Lasse is nodding. So guys and Simon, I think we are done for today and with your challenge. So we hope that you enjoyed it and you can find... uh, 
there are episodes of course on youtube if you would like to refresh yourself and the podcast and i think i just said that i will also have a written version of it so check our website for the updates and we will hear you all no you will hear us all you will hear us all in the next episode bye guys bye 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 You are listening to You've Got 5 Options show, where we solve your life challenges. Remember that you can visit our website, the5options.com, where you can submit your challenge or find our previous challenges. That's all, folks!